It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. What a pad saved there by Mackenzie Blackwood. He's an excellent goaltender, and he was in position there. Could be trouble for the Sharks. Saka gets by his man, moving in, deking, shooting, save made by Reimer. That was a semi breakaway for Pavel Zaka, and Reimer was right there. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we put this trip up there as, as a pretty important trip just because, uh, um, you know, we have a string of home games um, coming up here when we get back uh, for three weeks. Um, and it's uh, um, our schedule lightens up a bit when we have more some more rest in our schedule. So we, we knew it was important coming into this road trip to uh, get off to a good start and uh, uh, and grab our fair share of points here because, uh, um, you know, hopefully we can grab some momentum on those home games and that homestand coming back home leading into the Christmas break. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Tide. It is December 1st. The San Jose Sharks I think by everyone's accounts are doing better than what we expected. I mean, let's look at the big picture right now. Through the first 22 games of the season, the Sharks have 12 wins, 9 losses, and 1 overtime loss for 25 points. At home, they are 5-4-1. Away, they are 7-5-0. With COVID, they are 3-2-1. In the month of October, they were 4, excuse me, 5 and 3. And in November, 7-6-1 and one overall. And I think that when you look at everything that the Sharks have gone through this year with the COVID, with the roster turnover, with the way that there was just kind of no real expectation, I think you have to feel pretty good about where things are right now. Now, you might not love it, and I'm totally valid and willing to understand that, and it's a team that has a long way to go. But the team is entertaining, first and foremost. I don't think that can be denied. And also, I think that from game in and game out, from that perspective, they're putting forth consistent efforts that weren't there last year. Last year, when we watched the Sharks, they would have a good first period and then collapse in the second period. Last night, the Sharks had a good first period by all accounts. Not great, but good. They were one nothing in the lead. And then they came out gangbusters in the second period and absolutely blitzed New Jersey, we're suddenly up 4-0. That's a complete change of what we saw last year. Last year, the second period was abysmal more often than not. Last year, they would jump out to an early lead only to collapse and totally not hold on. And when you looked at the way that last night's game went, it was such a stark contrast to what we saw a year ago. And I think that, you know, whether you want to call that a statement game because that second period in particular was the best the Sharks looked, we go ahead and do that. But the fact of the matter is the Sharks are a much, much better team than they were one year ago. And I think that everybody should be pretty pleased with that. The effort that you're getting, Timo Meyer has rectified his game. That's a huge part of this. The Sharks have absorbed the absence of Evander Kane. I mean, let's be honest, as much as we acknowledge there were issues with Kane, 
He was the Sharks' best player last year, and he isn't on the team this year. And they've been able to deal with that without any problem. And I think that, well, not any problem, because the power play isn't as good as it needs to be, and the offense has been inconsistent. But it hasn't been a total detriment, because it seems like the Knights, where the Sharks have been beaten soundly, it doesn't seem like one more winger is going to be the difference maker in any given game. It's been more of the Sharks have been soundly defeated as opposed to getting a sound victory. So at at this point, I'm feeling pretty good about the Sharks. There's a lot that's going to happen. And then this road trip leading into a seven-game homestand, there is a lot that can go wrong and or right by the time we get to Christmas, right? I mean, this stretch, Bob Bugner pointed to this road trip as a time period where the Sharks need to get their ducks in a row, need to start stringing off some wins, and need to put themselves in more of that mindset to where they are competing for a spot in the playoffs and a spot in the division. I mean, Mark Edward Vlasic said it um, after the win a couple nights ago, said that, you know, they were just, you know, a couple games back of Calgary and they needed to string together some wins and, and reel them in. And I thought there was some reaction to that where people kind of thought that's cute, but that is the mentality that you want these guys to have. So that that is what they're working with right now. I'm, I'm happy with that. I like that that's the mentality. They might not be as good as Calgary or as good as Edmonton or as good as Vegas, but you know what? They can sure go out there and put in a good effort and make life difficult for the opposition. So I was very happy with what we saw last night, the mentality with the team. And as we look through the first two months of the season, I mean calendar months, the Sharks, I, I'm not too upset with where they are. 12, 9, and 1. I'll take it. I'm pretty pleased with that, actually. Last night, the first period, Bob Bugner said one of the things that they wanted to do better in light of the game against Chicago was have a better start. It wasn't a brilliant start. They were outshot in the period, and James Reimer once again came up with some big saves. But Noah Greger came through, got the Sharks a one nothing lead, and they were able to build upon that. And even though, again, the first period wasn't great, did they put themselves in a better position to succeed by having that one nothing lead. Yes, even if the Devils got off more shots, even if the Sharks were not playing their best game up to that point, they still did what they needed to do. If you're up a goal after the first period on the road, I would say that that is a significantly better start than when they looked very flat and very tired and very sluggish in the first period against Chicago because you, you want to get the road trip started off right You did that in Chicago, even if it was ugly in the early goings. And then game two against New Jersey, everything seemed to be just a little bit better in that first period. Passes were a little bit better. Puck management was a little bit better. Puck positioning was a little bit better. Everything was just a little bit better. And the result was a little bit better. They were up 1-0 after the first period. Then they go into the second period and they absolutely erupt. Jake Middleton scores his second goal of his career, second in four games, by the way, uh, to put the Sharks up 2-0. Then you get Timo Meyer on a power play, and then less than a minute later, you get Eric Carlson off a beautiful pass from Barabanov, and the Sharks are suddenly up 4-0. Just an explosion to where it was a 1-0 game, then suddenly over the course of seven minutes, you're up 4-0, and the Sharks are completely in command. And it's the fact that they were buzzing around on the ice, They were winning on the forecheck. They were causing turnovers in the neutral zone. They were keeping the puck in the offensive zone. They were doing everything right. And when the Sharks play that way, they are a tough team to handle. They did everything right during that second period. That second period was easily 
the best period of hockey that the Sharks have played up to this point of the year, and I don't think there's even much of an argument. They looked very, very good, and it's it's about time because for the Sharks, they've had some good stretches, but it's also been tempered with some bad stretches. And a complete 20 minutes has not always been what they've been able to put out there on the ice. But for that second period, after already having a lead in that first period, they put the game away. And that's hard to do on the road in the NHL. It's hard to do anywhere, whether you're at home, but it's even hard to do when you're on the road. And yes, there was a pushback, more on that in a second, but the Sharks completely shut down the Devils, took them out of it emotionally, and were just doing, again, all the little things right. I mean, you talk about the detail-oriented game. You talk about making the simple passes. You talk about not taking the stupid risks. And you talk about making great defensive plays when you do have a breakdown or when you're putting an odd man rush. Jake Middleton, after scoring the goal, faced a two-on-one situation. And we'll talk about this more in the second half, but was able to cite what he and Nabby had talked about on how to break it up. That, to me, is so huge and just an awesome, awesome aspect of what the Sharks have been able to do. The applied coaching we've seen now in two consecutive games. Chicago, it was the use of some video footage in between the first and second period. Last night, it's Middleton going back to some coaching that he received to allow him to stop what was a complete momentum shifter or had the potential to be a momentum shifter. After the Sharks had gone up 2-1, suddenly the Devils are on a rush. Middleton breaks it up couple minutes later the Sharks get the goal from Timo Meyer and then Eric Carlson and then they're sitting pretty for nothing that to me is just so so huge to see that happen now the third period I think that was what I expected to happen I I totally expected Jersey to push back I expected the Sharks to give up a goal maybe two and that's exactly how it happened I don't have any problem with any of that happening that is the NHL these guys have an incredible amount of pride and you know Twitter I was talking about this People were saying, no, Jersey's awful. I was like, no, they're not at all. They're a pretty decent team that's played some pretty decent hockey in light of some injuries, and they've had some really nice wins over some really good teams. Don't ever doubt any team in the NHL. Even if you're up 4 nothing after 2, there is going to be a pushback, and there was most definitely a pushback in that third period. And credit to the Devils for fighting back and making it a game. But when it's 4-2, the one thing I was asking myself was that, okay, How are the Sharks going to respond here? Are they going to wilt as they would have last year and the year prior to that? Or are they going to stand tall? Are they going to find their spine? And are they going to score another goal to put this away? Boom, Timo Meyer with his 11th of the year, his second consecutive two-goal game, puts the Sharks ahead 5-2, and that game is donezo. Done, over with, Sharks win, you, you skated out to the final horn, and you've got yourself another two points. They responded to the moment. Just as Jersey responded to being down 4-0 and getting embarrassed on their home ice, the Sharks responded after Jersey had their pushback. Now, the Sharks could have let Jersey keep on pushing. The Devils were playing well at that point, but the Sharks responded. And that's what you need to see. It's the response to adversity. We heard Bob Bugner talk about that a lot last year. It's what the Sharks were not very good at. It's what they are significantly better at this year. They were able to see that situation as it was playing out. They made the correct adjustments and they found themselves in a situation where they were able to walk away with the two points. It's 4-0, it's 4-1, it's 4-2. You absorb it, you react, it's 5-2, game over. 
And that is exactly what you see from good teams in the NHL. And I don't want to get ahead of myself and start talking about the Sharks as a quote-unquote good team because I don't know what the Sharks are at this point. I think they are potentially a good team, but 22 games into an 82-game season with 60 left to go on a team that we don't really know about what they can be over the course of 82 games, it's too early to start tossing around definitions. And so that's why I'm kind of holding off from saying, yes, the Sharks are good at this point. The Sharks have been relatively good up to this point. Decent, I think, is a pretty good way of describing it, but they they have not been world beaters. However, they've not been abysmal. They've not been bottom feeders. They've not consistently made awful mistakes that have taken themselves out of games. So that has me hopeful for about what the Sharks can become in the future. Now, Jake Middleton and what he's been able to do as of late, he's a great story because he got he's a guy who was in the minors for a while in the American League, originally drafted by the Kings. It's been taking him some time to get his career going, and he gets this opportunity with Kanijov going down with an injury. And obviously, you never want anybody to get injured. That's the last thing you ever want, and we want Kanijov back on the ice and helping the Sharks and helping the organization without question. But Jake Middleton had this opportunity and has taken advantage of it up to this point. That's exactly what you want to see, and he's making smart plays. He's out there getting in fights. He's standing up for his teammates. He's an unbelievably likable dude. I don't know if you guys saw, uh, heard my interview that I did with him a couple nights ago when he scored his first goal, but just the nicest guy in the world. Very down-to-earth, very chill, very relaxed. And when he scored that goal, I, apparently I didn't see it, but Drew Mendes said that he reacted to it like he was a 50-goal scorer. Yeah, he wasn't losing his mind. He was playing it cool. He has the expectation of himself that he needs to be playing like an NHL player. And he was actually asked about that after the game. You know, are you starting to get comfortable? Are you starting to get more relaxed at the NHL level? And his answer was no. You know, he said that, no, this is not, you can't. These are the best hockey players in the world. And he is 100% right. You can't get complacent. You can't get, you know, kind of comfortable with where you are because he knows that up to this point of his career, he has been imminently replaceable. And he's trying to prove at this point that he is irreplaceable. And I hope that he does that because if he does that, that's going to be very, very good for the San Jose Sharks. But it seems like there is good communication between him and Eric Carlson. It seems like that's a good tandem. And it seems like you're going to hopefully see him hanging around for a while longer. And I hope that he excels because you want to root for the likable guys. You want to see guys like him with his story have success. Noah Gregor had his best game in the NHL last night. The thing I love about Noah Gregor is that he flashes the speed, but he doesn't lose control of his game while doing so. And I think when you have guys that have that ability to get up the ice in a hurry, it can get out of control. The momentum can kind of get things a little bit out of whack. He hasn't been letting that happen. And if you watch the effort that he puts out there, if you watch his playmaking ability, if you watch him just have more consistency, the more time he has out there on the ice, you see why the Sharks like him so much. You see what they appreciate about what he's been able to do and why they were, you know, maybe not blown away with him over the course of his uh, preseason, but it seems like he's a comfort guy and a rhythm guy. And now that he's getting more time with the Sharks, he's getting a little bit more comfortable. He had a goal and an assist, 15 minutes on the ice. Bob Bugner said it was the best that he had seen him play up to this point of his NHL career, and I'm inclined to agree. It seemed like every time Noah Gregor was on the puck, it felt like something was happening. It felt like he was making something happen. It felt like he was putting pucks in the right places. It felt like his positioning was well uh, well thought out. And that's, again, exactly what you want to see. 
You want these players to be thriving. You want them to be turning into better players. You want them to be turning into better minds, better teammates, and better overall for the team. Look no further than Timo Meyer. Question marks everywhere about him after last year. I mean, this was a guy that obviously we saw in the 2018-2019 season as a 30-goal scorer. Sky was the limit. And then for the next two years, you didn't know where it was. Yeah, you had 22 goals in 2018-2019, but it wasn't the same Timo that we saw the year before. And then in 2021, 56-game schedule, he didn't look anything like himself. And people were wondering what happened to Timo Meyer. Where did the guy who looked like he was one of the premier power forwards in the NHL go? Well, he's back. You know, they found the right motivation for him. They got through to him. The message was delivered. However, that was delivered. It was, it got its way through. And now Timo Meyer is continuing to have massive amounts of success for the Sharks, scoring big goals, scoring important goals, and taking over games. He may not have taken over that game last night, but we've seen him do it at different times. And last night, he picked his spots. When he got the puck in a good position, he was able to make something happen. And that's even more important because it's not just about guys that are able to have the brilliant games. You need them to be able to spark and provide something at other points of the games while other guys are having great games or other parts of the game are working in different ways. And, you know, last night, not to look away from Timo, but a lot of guys were playing really good hockey. And I don't think it's just because New Jersey is not as good as some of the other teams the Sharks have gone against. I thought the Sharks just did the little things very well, took advantage of what was being given to them, which was something they have not always done. I think sometimes they've made life hard on themselves up to this point of the season. They didn't do that last night. They made life easy on themselves. They took advantage of various situations, used them, and were able to get big goals, big shots, create havoc, and really put forth a very, very good effort. And then you combine that with what you're getting from James Reimer right now. I mean, at his age... Getting into his mid-30s, you're not supposed to be getting better. And he was asked about it the other night if he was playing some of the best hockey of his career. And he said yes. And it's clear to me that he is. I mean, I think that he's always had a standard for himself where he feels like he's been capable of this. But the work he did in the offseason, what he's working with in terms of the Sharks right now, it all seems to be feeding, you know, one hand feeding the other. And I think there's a really great symbiotic relationship. Things are complementary. Things are supplementary. Things are just all over the place vibing in a positive direction for the Sharks. And I know that sounds you know, maybe cheesy, but I do think it's true. I think there's a good vibe going on overall with the team. I think that guys are having fun out there. In They're battling for each other. And I think that's palpable from one teammate to the next. The guys feel like Reimer is fighting for them. They enjoy fighting for Reimer. And you watch it out there on the ice from one game to the next. To me, it seems pretty obvious that it's happening. And you're seeing the results being yielded. It's positive. So I don't know if that's the Sharks' best game of the year. I do know the second period was the best period of hockey they've played this year. But I do know that the Sharks are trending in the right direction. They've taken care of business through the first two games of this road trip in Chicago and against the Devils. Thursday night, the game is looking like it's going to be on. They are going to be taking on an Islanders team that's probably going to be a little bit depleted and or tired or rusty, however you want to look at it. They've got to make sure they do not let that opportunity slip away because to get automatically over 500 on this road trip would be massive. You put yourself in a very good position. Then if you get the the third win, you start thinking about a fourth and then you can potentially start thinking about a fifth. Obviously, first things first, but the Sharks 
have taken care of business in the first two games, and they've got a good opportunity to take care of business in game number three. All right, on the other side, we are going to get into some of that post-game sound. You're on Morning Time. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Right side hurdle got checked pretty hard again by Hamilton. And it's worked free. Here's Gregor. Nice dish to the left. Middleton shoots and he scores. Jake Middleton snaps one up top. What a play by Gregor to get it to him. Sharks two, Devils nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, when I get into those situations, I just kind of try to keep my head up and shoot where it looks open. Unfortunately, this time it did. If you ask Carl, I've had about 30 grade A chances in the past 20 games. Yeah, passes from him. So, uh, He'll be happy I put one of those in finally. Nice to score on a goalie, too, for the first time in this league. Yeah, it's the red-hot Jake Middleton. Two goals in four games. His first was an empty netter. Now he has scored on a goalie, and the count can only continue to go up. Uh, I really like what he's been able to do. I really like his story coming out of the minor leagues and obviously now getting this opportunity with the Sharks. This is what Bugner had to say about Middleton after the game. Yeah, you can't you can't help but be happy for him. He is a guy that put a lot of uh, um, you know hard work into it, and uh, you know, and and uh, you could s- you see how disappointed he was when we sent him down over the last couple of years. And uh, he's dealt with a lot of injuries at, at a training camp, and he he came back. He's healthy now, and he's strong. And uh, um, you know, some guys take longer than others, and, and Jake's uh, um, you know he's. Uh, um, a guy that's just put his dues in and paid his dues and put his time in. And uh, yet it's great seeing him. I mean, he's having a time of his life. He's a great teammate. The guys love him. And, uh, um, you know, he's he's helped with this team identity we've tried to create. And uh, um, he's a big part of it. And Middleton was asked if he had any sort of a view of Bob as a role model since Bob himself had to work his way out of the minors and out to the NHL level. Absolutely. He, just, uh, he was a guy who proved that you can do it. You know, he spent that time in the minors. Uh, I think he was around the same as me, five, five, six years. So it's one of those things where when you look at a hockey DB like that, you realize it's a possibility. And if you just kind of stay passionate and keep grinding away at things, uh, hopefully good things work out in your favor. And knock on wood, I've been uh, fortunate so far this year. And of course, there was the great play that he had to break up the odd man rush in the second period. Bob Bugner. And that's a, that's a skill. We work on that. And, uh, um, you know, I know he's been trying hard in practice to time that dive the right way and, um, you know, leading with the stick and it's, uh, you know, making it hard on the other forwards. It was a, it was a huge play. And uh, um, there's a lot of those in the game. You give Jersey credit. They weren't, they never quit. They were, we knew they were going to keep coming. And, uh, um, you know, it was uh, made things interesting at the end, but, uh, you know, we found a way to win, which is good. And then Middleton gave his view of the play. Navi and I were actually talking about this. We do two on ones in pregame skate. And uh, when, a lefty like that is coming down the right side. He's got a lot better of an angle to shoot. So once he gets down below the top of the circles, Navi was talking about playing those a little more aggressively. And uh, I don't necessarily have the quickest feet on the back end. So I thought the slide was a, a good play at that time. Unfortunately, it went off my glove and uh, didn't give him a good chance. Wow, so props to Navi for it. Yeah, that's Navi. Yeah, that was him, his, his help. You got to hear a little bit of a Sheng Peng there as well. But I love that kind of stuff where you get these guys specifically referencing things 
that the coaching staff has worked on with them, and then it plays out in front of them on the ice. And like I've said earlier, they have done this now two games in a row, where before the first and second period in Chicago, they went and looked at some video, they fixed things, they came up with a better performance. In this game against New Jersey, Middleton was faced with a situation he and Nabby had practiced on, had learned about, it presented itself, and he made the right play. Not only is it good that you have players that can listen to the coach, but it's also the fact that the coaching staff is identifying the dangerous situations and putting their players in positions to succeed. I love that kind of stuff. I think it's so cool to hear about, and you love getting some background on great plays like that. Obviously, the first period was good. The second period was fantastic. Was there any big thing said in the dressing room in between the two periods? Bob Bugner. Well, yeah, we we wanted to come out to a good start, come out of the first period, one nothing. I thought was key. I think, uh, you know, in the second period, it was just basically settling in. And, um, you know, my message between the first and second is, is let's be comfortable in this one nothing game. And, uh, um, you know, yeah, we want to make it two. We want to get the second one, but we don't want to uh, um, stretch things out or try and, uh, you know, hit home runs, just keep playing and grinding away. And that was the word we used, just trying to grind, grind it out. And the viewpoint from Middleton on the difference between the first and the second. No, not much. It just kind of reiterating the same things is to play our game, play as five. Um, we know we're not going to score as many goals every night. And it was one of those things where just keep sticking about working for us and uh, and follow through that. And we did a good job of that in the second period. But yeah, gangbusters period for the Sharks where they get goals from Middleton, then Timo, then Eric Carlson. And by the way, Timo Meyer continues to play out of his mind. 11 goals through 22 games. He was out for a few of those as well. But right now, he's on pace for a 41-goal season. That would be the best of his career by far. Head coach Bob Bugner. Yeah, he's he's been one of our best players all year and again tonight. I mean, he's, uh, um, you know, that goal he scored on the power play was just, you know, I think that was the only spot he could have hit in the net to, to, to put it in, and he uh, um, he labeled it. So, um, but, you know, I like all the little things he's doing. That's one thing that we've talked about uh, a lot in San Jose is, um, you know, not only his stats, but his whole 200-foot game has really, really improved. He's uh, he's done a real good job of being a detail player for us this year. And Noah Greger, with his best game as a Shark, he had the assist on Jake Middleton's goal. He had the first period goal, put the Sharks in a good position, helping them get those first two goals to really take control of the game. This did not go unnoticed by Bugner. Yeah, uh, by far, I thought that it, uh, again, I, a great goal, and I know he got an assist and all the other stuff, but uh, um, I loved his details tonight, even an example at the end of the game when there was you know, three or four minutes to go and he had to win a board battle, and just, uh, you know, he was strong. He was strong on the ice, and I thought he kept uh, things simple. That's a good line. I like that line, uh, that uh, that whole line tonight, Benino and uh, Nieto on the other side. And what about Gregor himself? Did he agree with that assessment that that was his best game or one of his better games in the NHL? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, had a lot of chances tonight. I thought our line created a lot uh, off the four check. We had a couple loose bucks that we were able to turn into uh, scoring chances as well. So felt good. And then one of the things that I feel is a difference with what we've seen this year as opposed to last year is that he's more in control of his speed. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, I think I'm, I'm more confident now. I don't want to go back down. I want to step here as long as I can. So uh, I'm trying to do my best to use my speed and that's my, my best attributes. I'm just trying to use that as much as I can. So on the one hand, you had younger or unproven Sharks like Noah Greger and Jake Middleton stepping it up. And on the other side, you had Timo Meyer coming through with a couple of goals. You had Eric Carlson scoring goals. So it was just kind of a blend of everything the Sharks have wanted to have happen but had not been able to use to their advantage. 
until this year. They had wanted to get these young guys out on the ice. They had wanted to take this next transitional step over the course of the franchise's lifespan. Doug Wilson never wanted to call it a rebuild. He only wanted to go with reset. And it seems like that's where we are right now. There was only a brief period where things got bad last year. And now the Sharks have put themselves in a position to have success in the short term. And you're watching more from Middleton. You're watching more from Gregor. You're watching more from whoever it is out there with the Sharks right now. They're all being put in positions to have success. Now, as for that third period last night, I was not surprised that there was that pushback by the Devils. Didn't seem like Bugner was either. I liked our first, uh, to be honest with you, our first five, six, seven minutes of the period. And then, you know, Jersey, we knew they were going to press. And, uh, um, you know, they started pulling out three guys high and they're trying to get behind us and they're flipping a lot of pucks. And it's just, it's tough to defend against that, you know, but it's, uh, uh, all in all, I think it was okay. I think we got to manage a puck a little better. I didn't like the, uh, you know, the one in the second goal where Carlson and Middleton sort of turned it over at the blue line that could just go back down deep. Um, the other goal was just a, you know, um, they threw pucks to the net and, and, and the guy went back the door. But uh, other than that, I thought we tightened it up pretty good. And, uh, um, you know, it was a big goal, obviously the fifth goal and give us some relief. So the San Jose Sharks able to handle what the Devils throw at them, walk away with a 5-2 win, and now find themselves at 12-9-1 on the year, heading into a Thursday showdown against the Islanders. Now, by the time this does come out this morning, we might know whether or not that game Thursday is going to happen. It seems like it is going to happen, and I think that's just the mindset the Sharks are taking with it. But for the time being, the Sharks... Looking good through the first two games of this road trip, one they put a lot of importance on, and against the 5, 10, and 2 Islanders, it looks like they have a good opportunity to get a third consecutive win and continue to give themselves a shot at the climb they were hoping to get when they entered this five-game road trip before the seven-game homestand. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will see you all Friday morning after the game against the Islanders, but be sure to join me on Thursday afternoon on the build-up as we do preview and look ahead at that game. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. Penalty here against Jesper Bratt for hooking at 10-17. Sharks have a chance. They shoot. They score. Timo Meyer gets a cross-ice pass, rings one off the post from the left circle, and it's 3-0 as quickly as that.